Have you ever heard the saying, favor ain't fair? And when you hear that phrase come up, like what comes up for you? Like, do you feel that you have been in a place to where literally favor don't feel fair? Or are you in that place to where you're trying to really figure out like, why would a good gracious God make something that is supposed to be a gift to all not fair? Like, have you ever thought about that? And has it come across your mind in a way that maybe it creates this background noise in your head? Like, maybe I'm not worthy like some other entrepreneurs, or maybe I'm not good enough like other entrepreneurs. And maybe you're telling yourself a story because of a perception that you have around that phrase, favor ain't fair. Well, today we're going to debunk that a bit and really bring some clarity to what that means and really bring us back into a place to where we're in purpose and moving the pressure of trying to be in somebody else's lane and really trying to feel the favor that's on someone else's life to really move into being in the place to where we're operating at the highest level of our calling and embracing an overflow of God's love. What's up leader? Welcome to the gifted entrepreneur show, the dopest podcast on the planet that explores the world of Christian entrepreneurship and reveals secrets to unlocking your unique codes to create generational wealth. I'm your host, LaDondra Hervey wife, mom, award-winning author, and Christian business coach who's excited to take you on a transformational journey of taking bold steps to unlock your unique gifts and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams with unwavering faith. Buckle up. It's time to make your dreams of creating generational wealth a reality. Hey, you guys, what's up? What's up? What's up? Listen, it's been a while, it feels like, because I am coming off a much-needed vacation in the Bahamas for my birthday, and I had the opportunity to just kind of step back, reset, and really take some things in as I approached my 40th birthday. And as I was approaching my 40th birthday, I gotta be honest with you guys, like prior to, so not like before I was going on my cruise, but like prior to it, like when I was at my 39th year, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm about to be 40. And I'm thinking about like my goals and how far I felt like I should have been and like all this noise. And As I was sitting there and processing all of that, I really was in that place to where, okay, like, LaDondra, like, you got to get it together. And instead of being where you are, what if you assign a new meaning to what it means to embrace 40 or to approach 40? And what if you, instead of you thinking about where you should be, maybe you should uh, shift the perspective and celebrate all that you have done. Instead of worrying about what you have not done, turn it into a mile start marker where you get to celebrate all that you have done 
with the people that you love and that are near and dear to you on a girl's trip. And so I did that. And I share that with you because maybe you have found yourself in a place where you are trying to, you're, you're, you've, you're in that place to where it's like, okay, I'm stuck. I feel like I'm behind. I feel like things aren't going the way that I wanted them to go. And I, maybe you're feeling like God has favored other people more than he's favored you. And you see people outpacing you despite you putting in the work. And if I'm being honest, I felt that in so many ways, like that people had out, some people that, that I had been started with and had outpaced me. And I'm like, okay, I have literally put in the work. Like I have not wasted a day. I haven't wasted time. I've made the investments. I've done all the things. And so truly like, okay, maybe they have a little bit more favor than I do all the things. Right. And I think that's why today's is episode is so important because maybe you have played that exact same story in your head. And when you play those kind of stories in your head, it's like you are subscribing to something that is a feeling and not a fact. It may feel like a fact because it's something that you're experiencing, but it's not truth. And there's a difference. Our feelings is the emotions that we feel in our soul. So our mind, will, and emotions, that's where we get all of that from. But then we have fact. And so fact may be that, okay, like I literally see other people passing me. But truth is, there is a time and a season for everything. And God gives us what we need for the season that we're in. And God is no is not a respecter of persons. And so maybe you have been in a explicit training and that God has for you in order for your to carry out your assignment. And so in this episode for prayers for your business, we're going to tap into that and really get, tap into the heart of this episode, this, not only this episode, but in the reason why we do the prayers for your business is literally for you to step out of that pressure, the pressure of the story that you tell yourself, the pressure of your circumstances, the pressure of projected things that people have said, the pressure of tradition, the pressure of anything that could hold you back from standing fully in your kingly position and unlocking those codes to creating the generational wealth that God has already ordained for you. And you guys, I want you to know that generational wealth, it go it supersedes the money. It supersedes all of that. Now, yes, we want the money because with money is how we it's a tool that we use to be able to sow seeds into missions into our business, into our family, into uh, creating memories and all the different things of what you would want to do. Right. And so, but it supersedes that it's uh, generational wealth. It goes into your spiritual life. It goes into your social life. It goes into your mental uh, and physical health. It goes into many areas. And so I just want to be clear there when we are talking about creating that generational wealth. But let's go ahead and get into today's episode because y'all, have you heard that favor ain't fair? Like I know you probably have heard that on so many occasions as I have. Favor ain't fair. And just as I pointed out in the story that I shared before, 
you literally you can find yourself caught up in those is subscribing to stories like that and playing playing out scenarios that may not necessarily align with the word of God. And so I want to break that down for us today because we want to get back aligned to truth. When we are aligned with truth, we are in right standing with the word of God. That's when we are we are positioned to receive those things that what God has for us. So first it says, seek first his kingdom. So first we want to seek his word, his government in the way that he does things. Then we want to get an alignment with that. We don't want to just subscribe to what people say. How do we align ourselves with that word? And then he says, then everything else will be added to us. And so this is how we do that is whenever you, there's some kind of phrase that you may hear people say, or whatever the case is, take the time to challenge that and, and, and put it up against the word of God to see if that's truth, right? And that's the way that you are continually uh, challenging yourself and refining your walk with Christ to be in right standing with him. And so as I was thinking about the concept that favor ain't fair, but it is just, right? The uh, An example came up for me. Another, I just want to share a few examples because I want you to see this played out in real time. Because I used to work at this uh, organization's communities and schools. And this organization there, I was a social worker there and was in a school and really helped those students who were high-risk students for not graduating. They are high-risk students for dropping out and getting engaged with drugs, sex, all the things. And most people would want to write them off. And I really, really had a heart for these students. Love them, love them. Because they literally were the sweetest thing ever. If you just give them the time of the day to really look into their heart, past the armor that they've put up to protect themselves. And so as I was in this school, right, when I, I was working with this special needs student and he had many problems, just, he wasn't like he wasn't able to process things like this, the lessons and everything, like all the other students, he also had mental health issues and just you name it. And so if we would have put I, I, you know, we, we would have put that the same expectations, like we would have offered him the same classwork that we did a, just say, we're going to say a AP student. That wouldn't be fair. That would, and so we would, you know, we could be, you know, we, that would be a disservice to that student because he's not on the same level of that AP student. And so what you could look at when we, we, we kind of play this example out, we may look at, okay, a, a gifted and talent student versus, I'm going to just call that student, the uh, special needs student, um, Sam. If we put Sam against um, the uh, uh, the student, I'm going to just say John. So Sam and John, John is gifted and talented and Sam is, he is a student with special needs. And we're like, well, you know, Johnny... Well, who am I giving? Y'all see, I don't need to be giving up no names because I'm over here. I'm confusing the names. Sam, the gifted and talented student. You know, we could look at him and be like, oh, he's getting all these amazing opportunities to 
do the work that's going to get him, open up doors for him to get in college and open up doors to put him in front of recruiters and do all these things. But Johnny or uh, the other student, I forgot his name, he's not getting that same opportunity. And so it may not feel, it may feel that we are favoring the gifted and talent student over the, the student that has special needs. But truth is, it would be a disservice to give the the student who was has special needs work and opportunities that he really is not prepared for. And I believe that the same is true for us, that when we are in our life and when we are in our businesses and when we are on our journey and pursuing purpose, it would be a disservice for Christ to assign us something that we don't have the ability to carry out according to our gifts, our talents, and the way that we're just uniquely wired and our unique challenges and and obstacles and even gifts like it would be a disservice so just because one student or one person may it may seem like they're superseding you and getting all this other favor that doesn't mean that god is unfavored he's not favoring you and then the way that the world has made the word favor it's like if a person is getting receiving way more than the next surely they are favored the scripture literally says, and I want to call out, um, I'm going to bring up the scripture, Luke 12 and 48, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, but someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. Why am I bringing that up when it comes to the word favor? Well, there's a different responsibility that is given to the one who knows much versus the one who knows not or who knows little. And so it would be unjust to, or it would be, it would be really unjust to punish someone for not knowing or not having the capacity or the ability to try to carry out something that they were never designed for. So maybe favor is not fair when we look at it because God gives us according to our ability. He gives us assignments according to our ability. But let me tell you, God, favor favor is just and God is just. And so when we use the word just, uh, I, I want to define the word just. It says rendering or disposed to render to each one his due, equitable, fair, impartial as, ju as just judge. Okay. And so the thing about that is when we look at how God do things in the kingdom, it's not about who gets more. It's not about who see who, who seems better according to the world standard. It's about him giving us, or like it says here, rendering to each one his due. It's equitable. It's fair. So he's giving to us what is fair according to our abilities. And so let me, I want to give one more scripture on that. Matthew 25, 15, it says, and unto one, he gave five talents. That sounds like favor because when it says, when we hear the next one, it says to the another, he gave him two and another one. So if we look at that, according to the world standard, 
the one with five it, it was favored more than the one with two. The one with two was favored more than the one with one, according to the world's way and how they look at it. But God is not word concerned about the word favor. He is word, He is a just God. And so he said, and this is what in part two, it shows that it says he gave according to, he gave according to everyone's ability. And so he's giving to us according to our ability to carry out the assignment. And so a lot of times we can find ourselves getting caught up trying to be in someone else's lane and trying to receive the favor, if we want to use it that way, get the results and the gain that they have, but we're not equipped to handle that or to carry out that assignment. I want to uh, use one last example. I would never want to have the responsibility because when I look at favor, that's a that's responsibility. Because see, he's giving them a greater responsibility. And so when in Matthew 20, 20, 25, 15, he's given according to the, their ability and their ability is what they are responsible to have a return on. And so if, if he gives you more than you're capable to, of returning or increasing, then that is, a, that's not just. And so I would never want to receive more than I can handle according to God's standard. So to me, it would be unjust for God to put the responsibility and the weight of the assignment that he put on Martin Luther King on me. Because that assignment, it came at a price. It came at a price of his life at an early age. It came at a price of him having to give up a lot of himself to serve people, to give up his, uh, him, his time with his family, and so on and so forth. And so... He gave according to his ability to carry out that assignment with the help of the, those who are, were around him. And so does that mean that he was favored more than the people who was around him? No, what it meant is that he had a, he had an assignment. He had a responsibility because like I said, to who, who much is giving much is required. So he was given much to produce much. And I think we get that confused. And so it didn't make him greater than those who were serving him. It just meant he had more responsibility to carry out. So I bring this up because a lot of times, like we say, like I said, that can become a hindrance in our journey because we're so concerned about who has more than what we have. And we start to compare ourselves and we start to compare our journey and we start to feel like, well, I'm not favored. Well, I'm not enough. I'm not all these things that the world would want to project. But what if we shift the, shift the perspective and say, you know what? I'm exactly where I need to be. I have exactly what I need to carry out the responsibility and the assignment that God has given me. So instead of worrying about how much favor I have on my life, what I'm going to be more concerned with is how am I producing a return on what God has put in my hand? How am I being faithful with the little? How am I doing my part in showing up with 
the little, I'm repeating that, with the little that's in my hand, how have I increased that? How have I stewarded that? How have I it called increased and caused a multiplication effect with the assignment that he's placed on my life right now today? How well have I done there? And then I would challenge you to repent for comparing yourself to somebody else's in what the world's term of favor and being favored and trying to, to, and, and finding yourself coveting what they have and trying to compare where they are on their journey and trying to compete with their responsibility. What they have is, has been entrusted to them. Your two is enough. How well are you doing with your two? Your one, how well are you doing with that? Have you went and taken that one talent and hid it? Or have you caused an increase to happen from it? These are questions that you get to sit and process with the Holy Spirit. And you get to repent and turn away from old thinking that does not. Repent literally just means to turn away from old thinking that does not align with the word of God. And then come back into agreement with his word and say, you know what, God, I thank you. I thank you for what I have, for what you have entrusted me with. Father God, open up my eyes to see how I can steward what you have placed in my hand right now. Lord, I thank you that you are a just God and that you're not going to put more on me than I have the ability to carry out according to your purpose and your plans. I thank you that if that I'm not concerned with the favor, but I thank you that you are just you are a just God and you're giving me and my family exactly what we need in this time and in this season. Y'all, I pray that this word has been a blessing to you because so many times we can find ourselves conforming and subscribing to the patterns of this world and getting caught up in the things that these type of perceptions and mindsets. And even though we don't want, we're not trying to, it becomes white noise in the back of our mind. And we think about it because clearly I'm not where I, I feel like I should be or clearly I've been trying and, and I haven't produced that result. So clearly they're more favored. Clearly they're a better speaker than I am. Do you know that God used the less the lesser in the kingdom, the one, the, the lesser, he, all he needed, he, he's just only looking for your obedience. He's looking for your trust. He's looking for your heart. He's looking for you to multiply what's been given in your hand. He's looking for you to lean into him and lean out of comparison, lean out of fear, to lean out of inadequacies and lean out of the story that you've told yourself and to lean into the truth and truth is, is that he's a good God. He's a, he is a God that will never put more on you than you have the ability to produce on or from. And so maybe you're right where you need to be. And what if you celebrate it? What if you decided to celebrate right where you are and you could live in the duality of being right where you are, but then also being in the duality of uh in so when we, you're right where you are celebrating but also being in the duality of knowing that there's a to that there's an assignment to increase what's in your hand 
and you're being good with where you are and staying in your lane. I'm not competing with the one who had five. I'm only going to stay in my lane and I'm going to be great and I'm going to be excellent with the two that's in my hand. I'm going to be excellent with the one that's in my hand because we understand that if, if I'm faithful with little, then he will give me much. Again, I pray that you take the time to do the work, that you activate this word in your heart. You activate this word in your mind because I truly believe that you needed to hear this today. So this is your opportunity to ask, why did I need to hear this and what do I need to take from this today so that I can be great and I can move out of the story. I can be great in my lane and I can move out of the story of feeling like favor is it's more favor to other per persons and not me because I know my daddy he's a just daddy and he's not a respecter of persons so exactly where I am is where I need to be exactly what I have in my hand is exactly what I'm supposed to have in my hand exactly what what is what is happening I celebrate that right now and I thank you father God for the journey that I'm on because I know that I am increasing in wisdom. I'm increasing in knowledge. I'm increasing in understanding. I'm increasing to be all who you have destined in me. So I'm not measuring myself according to the world's standard, but I'm only standing in your word and I'm allowing your word to refine me and to build me up to be the woman that I am called to be. That's where I am at, Jesus. Take some time to, to do things like that. And to get back grounded in him, to get back in right standing with his word and know that you're on track. All right. Well, I pray that this episode has blessed you and that you have taken these words and you take these words to heart and that they fall on the good ground of your heart and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 fold. And if you need to be, find yourself in a community of women who will build you up to edify you in this way then I want to just encourage you to go right off into the description of this podcast and book a call to see if joining us in the Next Level program would be a fit for you. We are a results-oriented sisterhood that is about Father God's business, not only in increasing an in impact, but increasing an in income because we know that both are important in, advance, in advancing the kingdom of God. All right, you guys, till next time, continue to stay blessed by the best. Did that episode feel juicy or what? If so, please do me a favor and take 30 seconds to write a review. Your review helps us to spread the mission of creating generational wealth around the world. And if you tag me on IG stories, I'll be sure to reshare the love. And don't forget to join our Kingdom Collaborators Network, where we're coming together to intentionally collaborate to grow our business. Until next time, remember, for with Christ, nothing is impossible.